Today's episode of The Jake is brought to you by MVI Home Care. Our primary concern is your health and well-being. MVI is built on integrity, respect, communication, confidentiality, and teamwork. We are committed to providing comprehensive, high-quality home health, hospice, and infusion therapy services in a safe, responsible, and cost-effective manner. Our goals and yours are the same. Your care and well-being are our primary focus. Welcome back to the Jake Podcast. This is episode 20 of the Jake, the NFL preview episode. Yes, so if you're not a big football fan, might not be the best episode for you, but maybe it'll help you maybe get into the NFL this year. Uh, We're supposed to have a guest on, no guest today for the football. Might have Michael Kay on a little bit later. He's on hold right now. But uh, in terms of football, it's back, baby. And, uh, When you hear who let the dogs out as a Browns fan, it reminds you of when the Browns came back to town and that song was number one and just like it was always being played in the stadium. It was even on like commercials. It was like a MasterCard commercial where teams were trying to get the rights to play and they didn't get it. So they had to play Minnie Ripperton, Easy Cause You're Beautiful. Uh, and, and it was just like the whole stadium kind of got a bummer from it. It's actually a pretty funny commercial. I know I'm just talking about a commercial. That doesn't really help you, but uh, check it out. But yeah, the Who Let the Dogs Out is is a big football song, um, and it's it's back. You know, I was listening to a couple podcasts the last few days. Uh, Sims and Lefko did their NFL preview, which was great. We had um, really everybody that... You know, it has a podcast. You know, the first couple days of the NFL season, I want to get one in. You know, and I'm watching the Chiefs and Patriots, and it is uh, it's a pretty good game. I, I I like both teams this year. Obviously, the Patriots are really good, um, but it's you know it's it's a tight game at the half right now. Um, and the Chiefs, you know, a lot of people forget that they actually won their division last year, got a bye. I you know they're. They're the same team. I know they, uh, you know, Justin Houston's going to be a little bit healthier this year. You know, Eric Berry is is as good as any safety in the NFL, any defensive back in the NFL. You know, as long as he's there, you're, you've got a great uh, back seven, and uh, they're they're stout up front. So before I, I I I won't jump into them just yet, but uh, yeah, so really excited to do the NFL preview, and uh, you know, I'm just going to go division by division. So. Um, without further ado, let's go. All right, let's start with the AFC East. Uh, this is really a no contest. Probably the easiest division to, to wrap up, maybe ever, because uh, the Patriots are just going to run over the rest of the division. I think uh, the Bills and the Jets are kind of doing exactly what the Browns did last year. I don't think the Bills are going to be that bad. I think the Jets are going to be even worse. They might win a game or two, but in terms of gameplay and everything like that, this is going to be one of the worst teams you're ever going to watch. Bills, they're doing a little bit of the same. They're they're kind of retooling for their new GM, so uh, I don't think they're going to be that uh, you know competitive in terms of record-wise. I think four or five wins for them, you know, 
one or two wins for the Jets. And then the Dolphins, you know, I like the Dolphins. I like the team that, you know, made the playoffs last year. Uh, I just think, it, it, you know, it's competitive. You know, the AFC wildcard spots are tough to get. Uh, you know, you can't just depend on them, you know, every year to get to the playoffs, especially when you're not going to catch the Patriots. So uh, I think the Dolphins are like a 7-8 win team, maybe 9. And then I think the Patriots are... You know, 12, 13 wins. I don't think they're like, you know, 15 or, you know, they're not a 16 0 team. Uh, yeah, they, they'll they have their flaws this year, but it's going to be you know, a lot of, you know, just getting spread the ball around. Um, you know, Gronk is obviously a mismatch guy, <clears throat> but they have receivers and running backs that are going to be able to just quickly get out of the backfield and, and off the line of scrimmage and get first downs. And I think that's going to be their key to success this year. You're seeing a little bit of it in the first half of how, you know, they just quickly get open and don't let Tom Brady get sacked. I think that's a huge key to their victories. I know I know that's a key to everybody's victory, but especially to them, they want to get the ball out. You know, if you're sack, sacking Tom Brady four or five times, that's going to be really good. Um, but I don't see that happening a lot. I see them getting, you know, like, you know, just allowing one or two sacks because I think they're going to get the ball out really quickly. So I think the Patriots are going to run away with the AFC East with about 13 wins, and uh, and then and that's it. So okay, we'll swap down to the AFC South. This one's going to be a little more competitive. I mean, they're all going to be more competitive in the AFC East, but in terms of just you know, difference between first to last, there might not be all that much. Um, last place, I have the Colts. Uh, I think the Colts are going to have kind of a rude awakening of your defense is bad, your offensive line still isn't good, you don't have any weapons for Andrew Luck. Um, apparently, their rookie running back, Marlon Mack, is looking pretty good. But I think a lot of people are, are, are still hanging their hats on, oh, the Colts were the Peyton Manning team that were so good, and Andrew Luck is in for them. It's like that... That day is over. You know, Andrew Luck was drafted in, what, 2012? Okay, and uh, they really haven't done anything in the Andrew Luck era. And they haven't gotten any better. I mean, you know, Ryan Grigson's draft picks, you know, he's not there anymore. But, you know, he has not done good drafting there. And that has hurt their franchise quarterback a lot. In terms of franchise QBs around the league, probably... There might not be one that has had less added to the team since his arrival, you know. So, Andrew Luck is is you know, he's hurt. Also, he's not going to play in Week One. I think they're going to lose this week to the Rams, and I think they're going to have four wins, four or five wins, and they're going to be right there with the third place team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I think the Jags move out of the cellar for one year. I think they're going to realize this is the year that. Okay, Blake Bortles isn't the guy. There's a bunch of QBs coming out in the draft. Time to go get one. So whether it's Darnold or Lamar Jackson or Josh Rosen, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Josh Allen from Wyoming. There are a lot of QBs coming out. Jared Stidham from uh, Auburn. It's going to be a lot of QBs, whether they come out or not. You know, there's there's still going to be a good amount, and I think the Jags going to be a team that grabs one because. Well, I think their defense is improved, and obviously they got a running back that they can grind with. 
you still need a quarterback. And Blake Bortles is one of, and, you know, this was um, uh, Chris Sims on the Sims and Lefko podcast, you know, basically said he's the worst thrower he's ever seen. And Lefko pointed out that he's probably uh, doing it wrong because he's a lefty at literally everything else he does. Could you imagine if he was supposed to be throwing left-handed this whole time? I mean, that's, this is a, it's a wild theory, and those guys are great. They know, they know they're great. I, I, I've told them before in the past, and they've actually responded to me on Instagram. But, uh, that, that would be some wild theory if, uh, he is actually throwing with the wrong hand. I could only imagine. But, regardless, they are a bad team. You know, as they're not that good. They've made some upgrades on defense, but they, it seems like they're putting band-aids over bullet holes. And I don't think they're all that much better than four or five wins. Uh, next up, this, and you know, so you have those two bottom teams, and I think the next two teams are going to be pretty tight. Second place, I have the Texans. I think they're going to come in around eight, nine wins. I know that's kind of like they're over-under this year. You know, it depends on how Savage and Watson do at quarterback because uh, I'm really excited to see Deshaun Watson in the NFL. I'm really rooting for the kid, and I think it's only time before he really steps up and is the guy there. But I don't think they win the division, and uh, I don't even know if they uh, win a wild card spot because I think uh, I think they're also a flawed team. I, I like them, but I don't think they're going to win the division. I think as long as your quarterback plays shaky, uh, their front seven obviously is loaded, but their deep their defensive backs uh, could use a little bit of help. They lost AJ Abouye to the Jaguars. Uh, they've lost a couple guys over the past few years, and the guys you know are getting older. So while I think their defense is going to be really good overall and, and the best in the division, one of the better ones in the AFC. Uh, I don't think it's going to be good enough to make up for the fact that their quarterback plays a little shaky. And, you know, they might have the guy of the future, Deshaun Watson. They certainly think they do. But that doesn't mean it's going to roll into 10-plus wins and, you know, division championships year after year. I think they're going to have to wait on that because I think number one is the Tennessee Titans. I really think the Titans are going to break out this year. Mariota has looked great in the preseason. He looked great at the end of last year before getting hurt. I thought they had a chance to win the division. Uh, this year, I think they are going to take that step. I think they're going to be 9-10 wins. Uh, it's going to be a really tight battle with the, the Texans, and I think they're finally going to get over it uh, and, and win the division. Uh, I think their running game is great. I think their passing game, they've added a lot of helpful receivers. So now they have you know Delaney Walker, they have, uh, you know, who they've had for a while. They added Corey Davis, Eric Decker. Uh, they still have Richard Matthews. I, I just think they're, they've got a lot of options. They're going to make it easier for Marcus Mariota. He's already got a good offensive line. I think their defense is underrated, too. Um, I see them making noise this year. Probably not in the playoffs making noise, but I definitely see them winning the division. They're, they're one of my for-sure picks. Okay, so we'll jump up to the AFC North. Uh, this one's a tough one. I, I always hate doing this. But I don't see the Browns coming in last this year. And I know a lot of people are like, come on, man. You know they're coming last. But I root for my team. 
you know, I pull for my team, and if I can't have faith in my team, then uh, you know what? I'm you know, why? Why bother? You know? So let's go fourth place. The team that the Browns beat out is the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's, the Bengals maybe only have one good offensive line in Clint Bowling. The rest of the line is in shambles. Andy Dalton is good if you set him up to be good. If you if everything around him is good. But if you put Andy Dalton on a team like the Browns, he's not going to do well. He's going to be set up for failure, and he's not going to. He's going to be bad. Uh, I think that's kind of going to be what you're seeing this year. Eifert is good. AJ Green is good. John Ross is good. All these options are good, but if you don't protect him well, they're not very good on their own. I think their whole system offensively is fragile, and what I mean there is it all works because it's like a almost like a machine you know like everything works because Andy Dalton is good enough and the line is good enough that he can get the balls to playmakers AJ Green is obviously like a special talent the guy's a you know, six-time Pro Bowl receiver he's done it all he is one of the best receivers in the NFL currently and I, I do think that he really helps out but John Ross is a rookie who hasn't proven anything yet in the NFL and if he can stay healthy, um, because that's going to be a big thing, is everyone wants him to be the vertical stretch. Well, you know, he needs to be able to be on the field, and he's going to have to do a whole lot more than just run. You know, that's not going to be just the only thing, you know, that's going to help them. And, and the whole Tyler Eifert thing. He had a huge year a few years back. He's also been an injury guy. And even when he is on the field, his big production has come from touchdowns and while that's great and everything he's never been like a hundred yards type guy you know and, and he catches the ball in the intermediate but you know it's again it, a lot of people hear the name Tyler Eifert they think that big fantasy season and they want to say oh he's going to be like you know a thousand yards like that's not what he is at all he's five to six hundred yards and he gets in the end zone a lot but if they don't have the offensive line play, I think this could really come crashing down for them and get to like four, four to five wins, maybe six. Uh, but I don't see the Bengals being that good. I see them being a whole lot worse than the Ravens and Steelers, and I think the Browns are going to be better than them. All right. So next up, we have the Cleveland Browns. Well, I don't think they are nearly as bad as they were last year. Uh, for anyone who is laughing at my prediction for them to come in third. Well, you know, later I'm going to probably just predict them to just, you know, make a wild card and then win the Super Bowl. I've been telling everybody that, you know, what do you do on January 21st? Because if you want to come to Cleveland with me and host the uh, AFC Championship game, that's what the Browns will be doing and that's where I'll be. So if you want to join me, that's fine. So that's been my joke recently. And, you know, I'm obviously pulling for the Browns to, to make a big leap this year. And I have my reasonings. It's not just me being biased. So, number one is, you know, even though they have a really young roster and some of the moves they've been making recently with, like, you know, a couple cuts before, right before game day, and, you know, they lost, you know, they released Joe Hayden, John Greco. I don't agree with every move they've made. Um, I think just cutting Joe Hayden like that, you know, they save a lot of money, but... They could have did this in March, I feel like, and, and released him without giving him right over to our uh, to our rival right before we play them in week one. But 
I don't think Joe Hayden is the same player anyway. I'll get to more of that uh, when the Steelers preview comes on. But I think the Browns are going to be improved this year. I think they've really invested in their front seven. You know, they have Jamie Collins and Chris Kirksey are two of the better linebackers in the AFC. I think Joe Schobert at the middle linebacker spot has done a really good job, and he's going to surprise some people this year. They're not even going to ask him to do much. He's going to be coming off the field a lot for the third cornerback. So I and, and then they'll play with the two linebackers, and then Jabril Peppers will step up from safety spot. I think we're going to see a lot of differences in their back seven play because of the way that Greg Williams uses the safety and the way that he's going to be bringing up Derek Kindred or Jabril Peppers because they both are hard-hitting safeties. We're definitely going to see some issues on defense, no doubt. But compared to last year, you're going to say, wow. If you really watched the Browns last year and you really watched them this year, I, like, you're really going to come away with, man, this is a much better team, and they're built much better. You know, it's like it, the way that the whole foundation of the team, they have rising stars at each level of the defense. Now, I know they need some defensive back help, and that'll be one of the things they address with one of their five top two round picks this year. They have two first and three second round picks. They're probably going to add two defensive backs there. So, you know, don't be alarmed when that happens because they have a lot of youth at the other spots. Brian Barbati Calhoun, a lot of people know him only as the corner that hurt Odell Beckham, which I don't think that play was illegal um, or dirty. I know, you know, there's, and I'm going back to Sims and Lefko, they were, they were very play, pro players uh, podcast, and they took the side of Odell versus the team in when he shouldn't play and don't play until he gets his money. And while I like to be the guy who says, you know what, uh, he signed a contract, he should play out his contract, I do understand that when you are owed a certain amount because of the value you've added to your team, I, I understand it's time to pay him. Uh, I do think he's more of a diva than they were giving him credit for because you just look at the way he did, basically handled himself all year last year with the whole like kicking net thing. You know, they were right about to lose to the Packers before he goes and hugs and kisses and makes up with the net. So I think he is a little more immature than they were giving him credit for. But I do agree with them where they, they said, hey, you need to sit until you get your money because those scary hits, they'll happen every game and you won't get that guy who's extending for place. So, but forget about that for a second. Just with the Browns. I think the Browns are rising on defense. I think on offense, they have a really good young offensive line. Um, they have some receivers. We're going to really see more this year on what they can do for the long run. They're probably going to add another one next offseason in the draft. And their running game looks pretty good. Crowell and Johnson, and even Matt Days, the rookie, they look like they have some nice players there. They're going to have to sign Crow this offseason, but I kind of like everything they've done to build that offense around Deshaun Kaiser. And hopefully they learn this year that Deshaun Kaiser is the answer and is the future of the team. I think the Browns are a 6-10 and team this year. I think they're going to be in more games with better teams. You're going to see these games against the Steelers, maybe not week one when they've got a lot of rookies playing for the first time. 
but later in the season you're going to see them playing tighter with those teams that usually you say the Browns get blown out in. I would love to see them commit to Deshaun Kaiser this season. It would be really nice to go into next offseason knowing you don't need any of these rookie quarterbacks. You need to take those five draft picks and surround Kaiser with talent. I think they're going to go 6-10. and 10. I think they're not going to be the worst team in the division. They're going to be better than the Bengals. And I think for the future, you're going to look at them and say, you know, two years from now, they're going to be the best team in the division. I know I'm a Browns fan. I know I'm biased. But I've just been paying so much attention to everything they've been doing since Sashi Brown has gotten there. And they are doing this the right way. Forget what everyone outside of Cleveland is saying. You know, Colin Cowherd says they're still run poorly. You know, uh, um, a lot of people won't even give them the light of the day. You know, Ross Tucker still treats them like they're the worst team in the NFL. And a lot of the guys at ESPN and Heath Ed- Heath Evans at NFL Network don't even give them the time of day to say that they're anything better than maybe one or two wins. You just got to pay attention. They're doing this the right way. Anyway, second place in the AFC North, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, they, they Mike Wallace is going to be an underrated receiver this year. I think Jeremy Macklin's a good addition for them. They have Danny Woodhead coming out of the backfield. And Joe Flacco, I know he's banged up. Uh, their success is definitely going to come from how they're able to protect him and move the ball because last year they passed the most in the NFL, yet still were the you know field goal kicking team last year with Justin Tucker. They're going to need to improve on getting into the end zone if they want a shot at the playoffs. Uh, I think they're an 8-9 to nine win team. Because their defense is still pretty good, but a lot of those names that you know, you know are built on reputation and not really production uh, as of recently. Uh, you know, Terrell Suggs, when is he going to fall off? You know, it, it, it's going to happen sooner or later. Uh, their D-backs, I think everybody, like, I think Jimmy Smith is a little overrated. Uh, they just drafted, they got Marlon Humphrey this year, so we'll see how he does. But he was one of my picks to, of guys to be like, look, he's a big tackler, and he's physical, and he plays the part, and he is the size. But is he going to translate well to the NFL where he's got to turn and run a lot? We'll see. I don't think he's going to be uh, live up to that billing, but we'll see how the Ravens use him. And then at safety, I think Eric Weddle is a little overrated. I think Tony Jefferson's really good. Uh, overall, the, the Ravens are a pretty good team. Uh, I don't think they're going to be as good as the number one team in the division, which is the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to be you know, an 11-win team and take the division. And you know they've got a lot of options on offense. I think Brown... And Bell both get used a little bit less than we're used to, like in fantasy football. I think Martavis Bryant takes a little bit of that pressure off them. And I think James Conner gets more carries than we're used to out of a backup running back. So I think they're going to start transitioning from there. I think Big Ben is going to be just fine. And you know what? Fuck it. I got the Browns winning the division at 10-6. and six. They are going to take over. Deshaun Kaiser is going to beat everybody in the division. It's going to be hell on earth for you people who don't believe in Cleveland. Fuck you. So here we go. Browns, 10-6, and six, winning the AFC North. Or you can go by my original prediction. Okay, so AFC West, final AFC West team, or AFC team, before I just quickly do the NFC. All right. Uh, bottom... 
I have the Denver Broncos. I think they're I think this is the toughest division in football. I think the Broncos' defense is still really good. Their quarterback play is shaky. Demaryius Thomas doesn't look all that healthy. Their running game hasn't been proven in a while. Their offensive line, uh, it has problems on it, to say the least. Uh, and they just play in such a tough, competitive division. I don't know if they're going to be able to score the points to keep up with the Chiefs and Raiders. And I even think the Chargers are going to jump them. So I think the Broncos are going to be a tough luck 7-9, and 8-8 eight eight last place team. I think the Chargers are going to come in third. So they're going to just swap from what they did last year. Uh, so 3-4 and four are going to swap from last year. I think the Chargers are an 8-8 eight eight team as well. They're going to be right there with the Broncos. But I think they're going to be one of the more improved teams You know, after coming in last place last year in their division. Uh, I think... Now that Keenan Allen is back, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the NFL. I think uh, he's huge for Phillip Rivers' success. I think adding Mike Williams and another year for Hunter Henry, they've made their offensive line better. They still have Melvin Gordon in the backfield. I think their defense, they have one of the best cornerback trios in the NFL. They've got some pass rush. We'll see if that develops at all. They just paid Ingram big time. So we'll see how that goes. I think the Chargers are going to be one of those teams that they, last year they lost a lot of tough luck games. This year, I think with Rivers uh, getting Keenan Allen back, they're going to throw a lot less interceptions, which I think they were one of the top three teams in interceptions last year. And uh, I think the L.A. Chargers are going to make a big step forward with an 8-8, eight eight, maybe 9-7 season if they get lucky. Uh, second place in the AFC West... I will go with this. Is, this was my toughest question by far, you know, whether it was Chiefs or Raiders. And I think the Raiders are going to give it up to the Chiefs yet again. <coughs> Sorry. I think their D backs definitely need a little bit of help. Um, they do have Khalil Mack up front, which is one of the best, you know, pass rushing players of our, of my generation. And I, I, I don't really believe in Eddie Vander does, so I don't think they've really made that many uh, upgrades in the front seven. We'll see how Carrion Conley and Obi Malafonwu come along for them during the season, but rookie defensive backs I feel like are not great things to lean on if you're you know talking about at the rookie position. You know, quarterbacks come along late, uh, defensive backs come along late. I think the big you know rookies that come in right away are either defensive line, running backs, or offensive line. I think those are the ones who contribute the earliest. So um, I don't think their, the Raiders' defense will improve at all from last year. Their offensive line is really good, but their tackles aren't phenomenal. Donald Penn had a holdout, and apparently he's out of shape, which is a bad sign for them. And uh, keeping Derek Carr upright and healthy is going to be their number one concern. Earlier this month, I or you know, in August, I had Derek Carr as an MVP candidate. I'm kind of taking that away a little bit. I still think the guy is a superstar and should definitely be the franchise cornerstone. I just, uh, you know, I think they take a little bit of a step back from what they were last year with him. Uh, I still think they're going to be a 10 to 12 win team. Maybe we'll keep it at 10 to 11, and uh, I think they're going to be the top wild card too. But number one in the division, I got the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's not because I'm impressed with what they're doing tonight. Uh, they could easily win tonight because Alex Smith is doing, you know, they ask Alex Smith to do 
exactly what he can do. They don't put him in spots to lose. And their defense is really good. Eric Berry in the back with Marcus Peters, Justin Houston, Derek Johnson. They have a really good defensive line uh, with guys that are ready to like bust out. On the defense, they have three or four guys that could be considered one of the top players at the very own position in the NFL. So with that in mind and the fact that they've been a pretty good unit last few years, I think they tie it all together this year and are wire-to-wire the best team in the AFC West. I think you're going to get a lot of threats from within the division, but I think they get the two seed again, just like last year when they were the two uh, to, to, to New England. Maybe Pittsburgh jumps them because there's got to be a little bit of a difference in, in, the, in, in the AFC, but I think the Chiefs are going to win the division. Uh, I don't think we see any of Mahomes this year. I think Kareem Hunt's going to be great. He's already shown to be pretty good so far in this game. So I'm really excited for uh, them to, to kind of build around that. You know, and, and Tyreek Hill, whether you like him, hate him, or whatever, the guy is super fast. He's really talented. They're going to give him the balls, the ball in a lot of ways. Travis Kelsey is a mismatch at tight end. Uh, if they could use him more vertically than they've been doing, uh, that'd be great because I'm a fantasy owner, but I'm not going to let fantasy uh, decide my predictions. So Chiefs, number one in the AFC West. Okay, so quickly to the NFC. All right, in the NFC East... This is another tight division, just like the AFC West. I don't think they're as good as the AFC West, but I think it's going to be really tight. Uh, in last place, this is really tough. I mean, I, they don't they don't feel like a last place team, but I'm going to pick the Washington Redskins at yeah six to seven, maybe up to eight wins, but I'm going to say six to seven wins. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a really good quarterback. I think. Uh, Terrell Pryor is a really good wide receiver. He does have a lot of drops and a lot of missed catches. So we'll see how that does with uh, even more targets coming his way in Washington. He had his problems last year in Cleveland, but the guy is a physical mismatch. If Jordan Reed can stay healthy and Jamison Crowder take that next step forward, they, they're going to need Josh Doxson to make some plays if they want to take the next step. Uh, we'll see how Robert Kelly does at running back as the horse, he might not even. I wouldn't be surprised if they make a change during the year to Samaj P. Ryan. It'll be really interesting to see how they do within the division. They start the season with the Eagles as a week one matchup. I think that's, I'm not going to say it's a must win, but if they don't want to come in last, winning there would be a huge start because they're going to need to win those divisional games. Number three in the division, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they could easily be the number four team. The way Carson Wentz ended last season, a lot of people want to look at how he started the year and just assume that he was that the whole season, but he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league at the end of the season. In fact, from week nine on, he was the worst starting quarterback. So I think he's, while he's a great franchise quarterback to build around, I think, uh, he definitely needs to make some adjustments. I don't think he's all there yet. They did give him Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith this offseason. Uh, I think losing Jordan Matthews is a big mistake because I think he was a big uh, dependable receiver and now you've got guys that are kind of like deep threats so we'll see how they do uh, in the receiving department. They lost Ryan Matthews but they went with LeGarrette Blount. 
So uh, they have Plout and Sproles, the, you know, the two basically opposite style running backs. And uh, we'll see how they do. Their defense, I think, is all right. Um, they made a few moves this year. I think Derek Barnett is one of the more underrated uh, draft picks of the first round. I think he's going to end up being really good. I think one day Sidney Jones is going to be a really good cornerback in the NFL if he comes back from his ACL right. So uh, hopefully that pick works out for them because uh, they picked him on day two of the draft. So we'll see how the Eagles do. But they're just in a really tough division, and I don't think they're going to be able to catch the next two teams. The number two team I have is the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I'd like to pick them to win the division again. I think, uh, oh, man, this is so tough because I really don't like the Giants as a division winner, but I'm still going to stick with that. Um, I think the Cowboys, you know, the six-game suspension looming over Zeke Elliott's head. I think Dak Prescott is set for a little bit of a regression. Uh, I think their defense is super flawed in the back seven. I think... Hell, I think it's flawed everywhere. Uh, Taco Charlton is a rookie, and he's possibly your best defensive lineman. We'll see uh, how how they develop as a defense, but I don't think they are going to be the 13-win team they were last year. I think they're a 9-10 to win team. And uh, their offense, it's still a great thing to build around, you know, the offensive line with a really young rookie running back tandem. But... Outside of Dez, you know, their wide receivers are shaky. They, they needed to get a number two wide receiver this year, and they didn't. Uh, we'll see how that works out for them, because you know, Jason Witten's older too. So we will see, uh, but I think it's going to be more of the vanilla from the Cowboys, and I don't think that's going to get them over the Giants this year. I think the Giants end up winning the division. Again, at like 9 to 10 wins, I think this is going to be tight to the finish. And I think this is going to be one of those years where the Giants win it in Week 17. Um, I do think they're super flawed. I think as unlucky as they were in 20... Or they were super unlucky in 2015. And then they got really lucky last year. They should have lost a couple games that they were winning late. Uh, I don't think they were that good. And then the Packers kind of slaughtered them in the wildcard game. I, I think... Uh, but then again, every year that I say the Giants get lucky or the Giants are set up at 9-7 and seven, and then they go into the playoffs and they beat the wild card and then they upset like a team like the Seahawks or whatever or the Packers and then they move on to the NFC Championship game. They win that too. It could be it could be one of those years for the Giants. I think their targets are great. Uh, I think Odell Beckham will be fine. Uh, I don't want to say he was faking an injury. I don't think that. I think he was hamming it up a little bit. And, uh, and I did think he knew the cameras were on him when he went into the locker room. Um, I think he's very aware of the things that go around him. <clears throat> that being said, uh, I, you know, I know that was a scary hit from Bram Body Calhoun, which I thought was legal. I don't think he should be suspended or fined. I thought people were overreacting when they said that. Um, you know, and I also think it's an overreaction when any Giants fan says, why are, why are you playing that hard in the preseason? No, 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 no. Forget about it. When you are on the field, fuck preseason or regular season or playoffs, whatever. If you are on the field, you better be playing 110% or you're going to get hurt. All right? I don't like that's a, that's a football player's take right there. That is somebody who's played football and rugby in college and knows if you are not playing 100% at all times, 
you're just going to get hurt. It's just going to happen sooner or later. Don't care what position you're at. You can't be just going through the motions just because it's a preseason game. You're going up against guys trying to make squads, guys trying to win spots. Okay? So preseason is the last place you should be playing at like 50%. You should, you should never be on the field going through the motions. So if anyone wants to say that the Browns, oh, typical Browns be going, you know, playing hard in the preseason, it's like, no, 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 no. If you're not going to be playing hard, take him off the field. You already know what you have in Odo Beckham. You don't need to be playing him in the preseason. Okay? So don't blame the Browns for playing him. There's a reason Joe Thomas didn't play in the preseason. Okay? They know what they have in Joe Thomas. They don't know what they have in his backups. They played the backups. They're going to play Joe Thomas on Sunday against the Steelers week one. That's how it works. So... It's a really unfortunate injury. I hope he's not hurt for, for real because I think that's just it. You know, it scares a lot of guys that are playing under their rookie contracts, and I think it's going to turn into more of like a lockout league if that happens. But whatever. Um, I think you know, regardless of, of my my takes on OBJ, um, they're the best team in the division. I think because I think their defense is going to take an, another step forward. Uh, I think that it's going to be really tight down to the wire, and they're going to win it. Okay, NFC South. Last place. This is this is another tough one, but the last place team. Boy, this this could be this could be the Panthers. Yeah, I'm going with the Panthers at six to seven wins. Their offensive line doesn't look great, and Cam Newton. You know, I I think it's unfair to just say he'll go back to the way he was two years ago. I think Cam Newton needs a little bit of help in his, his throwing technique sometimes. Uh, I love Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. I think he's going to be a superstar in the league. Greg Olson, obviously a tight end. At wide receiver, I, I, Kelvin Benjamin is just a freak physically, but you know if they lock him up, there's really nothing else at the position. I think their offense is going to depend on their defense to win them a lot of games. And I don't see that really happening because I don't think their defense is all that good. They have young corners, and you know, these corners are kind of unproven right now. So we'll see how that goes for them. Uh, Luke Keekley, obviously, when he's playing, he's awesome. Uh, hopefully he comes back all healthy and everything. I think their defensive front could use a little bit of work. They, uh, they need to be able to get to the quarterback if they want their defense to anchor their team. I don't really see it happening for the Panthers. Uh, I see them getting five to six wins this year. I think their division is going to be really tough. Uh, number three in the division, I have the New Orleans Saints. I think their defense is better than people are used to. Um, in the, I think, oh, I think Lattimore is going to be a stud cornerback for them for a long time. Uh, he was one of my favorite players coming out of the draft, and uh, they have Rankins up front, a D tackle from Louisville. He's going to be better in week in, in year two. Uh, they have Alex Anzalone too. I think uh, Anzalone is going to be a pretty good prospect. So. I think their defense is going to improve a little bit. I know they're still going to be dependent upon their offense, and I don't think Drew Brees is going – he's going to fall off sooner or later. I think losing Brandon Cooks is going to be pretty big for them. Sneed, Fleener, Thomas are all good receivers. Ted Ginn always finds a way to contribute. They have a super running combo. I think they should lean on the running backs more this year, because I think Alvin Kamara could end up being the best running back of the bunch this year, not, you know, better than Adrian Peterson's career, but Adrian Peterson, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, they should rely on the running backs a lot to move the ball, slow down the, the 
speed at which they play and give their defense more rest on, on offense so instead of just moving the ball up and down the field, like gunning it. I think that's the best way to kind of get out of the cellar for them and move into possibly a playoff spot. I don't think it's going to happen for them, but I, I think uh, I think their defense is going to be a little bit improved. I think their offense takes a little bit of a bump lower, but uh, hopefully they rely on their running backs. So, so I see six to seven wins from the Saints. Uh, the number two team in the division I actually have is the Atlanta Falcons. While I think this is a big redemption year for them, I think they end up uh, with like nine to ten wins and I think they might make some damage in the playoffs, but for now, I think uh, I think they just take a little bit of a step back. Their defense is going to be improved. Uh, I think they rely a little bit more on their defense than their offense, which will be kind of like a bizarro world Falcons, but we know what they are on their offense. I don't think much of that is changing. I think their defense gets a little bit better. I just think their division got better this year. So I think uh, the Falcons kind of, all the things that went well for them, you know, a few might go wrong. And I don't think that's a, you know, a ridiculous thing to say. I just think uh, the Buccaneers are going to jump. I think uh, I think this might be a little bit of a selfish pick because I want to see a little more turnover. But every year there's a couple teams that, take over the division. It's not going to be scratched. This isn't like the MLB. So I think the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to be one of the teams that jump and win their division. Jameis is going to be awesome this year. Possibly another like MV, dark horse MVP candidate. Mike Evans might turn into the best wide receiver in football. I, I believe in him that much. OJ Howard, I don't expect stats-wise to be uh, like a big contributor, but I think he's going to be improved and be a big-time player for them this year. And I just like Deshaun Jackson. I like Cameron Braid. I like their running back combination. I don't think they rely enough, like too much on, on Doug Martin to be like, oh, his suspension hurts us. I think him combined with Rodgers and Sims, they've got a good thing going there. If their line can protect, they're going to have one of the best offensive in the NFC. And then I think their defense is pretty underrated. I uh, think you're going to see a lot from their, their D-backs. We still don't know a lot about, but Levante David and Gerald McCoy, these guys can play. And I think they're going to hang around in the division for quite some time. Okay, so to the NFC North, um, I think this division won't be all that good this year. Um I got the Bears coming in last. I don't think that's much of a shock. I think they're a three to four win team. They eventually move over to Trubisky, and I think Trubisky is going to be a good long term starter. But I think there's going to be some problems early on. Uh, they're going to really depend on their offensive line to keep him upright because if they don't have that, they don't have any receivers. They don't have like a, a threat. I mean, I think Jordan Howard's a good running back. But I don't think he's a like to you know carry your team running back. You know he did well for a really bad team last year. And I think he's that type of running back. And defensively, I think they have a lot of problems. I think they need to kind of you know scratch and start from you know the beginning. They didn't add a lot in the draft because they traded up to get Trubisky, and then they got a rookie tight end. You know Shaheen. We really you know don't know a whole lot about and. Uh, you know, he was unproven at an unproven college. So we'll see how the draft helps and hurts them this year, but I don't see them being very effective and very competitive this year. 
that the Bears are a three to four win team. Um, next up, I have the Detroit Lions. I think they take a bit of a step back. I know they're a playoff team last year. I know Jim Bob Cooter, second year in the offense. You know things should be going upright, but I don't know. I, I it's just like a gut feeling that I think they take a little bit of a step back. I think the Vikings overtake them for the next spot, and I think the Packers are definitely better than them. So we'll see from the Lions, but I just think their defense isn't all that good. I know their defensive front looks pretty good, but I don't think it's going to be enough to kind of carry them. <coughs> and uh, I think they're like a six-win six team. I think they six and ten, seven and nine looks pretty accurate for them. Uh, I think Stafford is great. I, I am one of the ones who thinks he's a little underrated in the NFL, but... You know, it's just a tough quarterback league, and they did a lot with losing late in games last year. If uh, teams didn't crumble down the stretch as much, the Lions would have been a much worse team. So, uh, And I know you can spin that to say, oh, well, why don't you give them credit for making those comebacks? I'm like, yeah, no, totally, I do. And that's why they deserve a playoff spot from last year. But luck kind of catches up to you in the NFL. You know, it's it's a cyclical league, so I think they're going to be a little bit of a step back. Number two in the division, I have the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I like the way they're building the team. I think Dalvin Cook is a really strong uh, running back to build your team around. I really like Stefan Diggs at wide receiver. He was one of my like top picks in all fantasy leagues because I think he's just going to get the ball thrown to him a ton. But he has had some injury history. Uh, I think Lacan Treadwell hasn't shown anything, and that's a problem because he's moving into bust category like pretty fast. So, you know, offensively they they are a little fragile. Kyle Rudolph is a really good target at tight end, uh, and they do have Latavius Murray back there in the backfield as well. We'll see. I've, I've been saying we'll see a lot because I don't want to like you know say that I know everything about all these teams, but. You know, we will see how it goes, but I think the Vikings are an 8-9 to nine win team. And the Packers are the number one team. And I didn't even talk about their defense. I love the Vikings' defense. I think they've built a really good defense there and that they're going to be the reason they are a 9-10 to 10 win team and possibly a playoff team uh, because they rush the passer well. And they have Xavier Rhodes, who's one of the better cornerbacks in the league. I think their safety tandem's pretty good. I'm a big Harrison Smith, Notre Dame fan. I think uh, they've got a really good defense, and they're going to be a winning football team this year because of it. And I think you know people are like, oh, Sam Bradford's so bad. I'm like, he's not that bad. He's just not one of the top 10 to 15 quarterbacks. I think he's going to be good enough to keep them in games and win them some games. 9 to 10 wins. And I think the Packers are 11 to 12 wins. I think they beat up on the division this year because I look at a healthy Rodgers core of targets last year they had so many injuries at running back they had a lot of injuries at wide receiver you had Jordan Nelson coming back from an ACL and still had a great year so uh, I think they're going to be primed for a breakout and possibly like a bye this year I think they possibly get one of the top two seeds and avoid that wild card game which has been troublesome for Aaron Rodgers in the past but I think they're going to have a good year. I think their defense, obviously in the defensive back, they have some problems. They, you know, Demoris Randall is, is a good young player, and uh, but they've lost some guys too. And uh, it, I just, it, it it seems like it's always one of their, you know, weak weaknesses is their defensive backs. But I still think it's good enough for them to win the division. 
Uh, and I think Aaron Rodgers is the MVP this year. I, I, you know, as simple as that. He's got good targets all around, and uh, I think he does a great job this year of, I bet his touchdown-to-interception ratio is going to be, like, extreme. And he's one of the best quarterbacks ever. So don't be surprised when Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP, they get a top-two seed, and uh, they're one of the Super Bowl contenders. Out West is going to be a good division. The NFC West is tight, and it's going to be fun to watch uh, the Seahawks because they've added even more talent. Uh, but let's go down to the bottom first. I think the Rams are going to realize that Jared Goff may or may not be the answer, and they're going to have a tough question to see whether or not they should go with a quarterback in the draft or if they should roll with Goff. I think they're a 5-6 to six win team. And I think they're going to have some big problems with that quarterback question mark. Uh, maybe Goff steps up and, t- and and says, "Shut up, Jake." So, you know, I could be wrong there. But I just think, you know, the NFL. There are a lot of good teams out there. There are a lot of quarterbacks, and unless he really takes that big step forward, they're going to have this question. Their defense is pretty good, but I don't think it's good enough to take over and make them a winning football team. So I think five to six wins is kind of accurate for them. And uh, I really like Cooper Cup. I think he's going to be a good starting receiver for a long time. I think he was a good catch for them. And obviously Todd Gurley is a great addition. They've made some progress on the offensive line. Obviously Whitworth was a big add for them. Even at his age, I think it's just a huge improvement. So they're setting up golf to do better. But it's going to be interesting to see whether or not he really takes that big next step. And if Watkins can stay healthy enough to help them at wide receiver, if he can stay healthy for the whole year, which he hasn't proven to be able to do, that would be another big help for Goff. Number three in the division, I have the Niners. I think they're going to take a step forward. They're also going to be... Nah, you know what? They're the fourth place team at four to five wins. They don't have a lot on offense. Unlike the Rams, where they have some nice pieces, they're still going to be the bottom dwellers. And as much as I like the way they're improving, they are still just a lot of lack of talent. So they made some really nice additions to their front seven, and I think their front seven in the next year or two is going to be really nasty to deal with. But they're still the worst team in the division. So I have them at three to four to wins, Rams at five to six. Um, no, the second place team I have is the Cardinals. I think they're a winning team this year. I think they had a lot of bad luck last year. David Johnson's going to be an MVP candidate. He's going to Bruce Arians with the quote of the offseason so far with David Johnson is too young to get overworked. Think about that. You know, if you were thinking on how much he's going to get used in the off in the you know this season, he said he's too young to get to overuse. He's still the quarterback whisperer, you know, Bruce, Bruce Arians. And I think he's going to get a lot out of Carson Palmer this year. Larry Fitzgerald, I think, makes the playoffs one more time. And, uh, <coughs> sorry, I'm coughing a lot. And I think I think that's going to be a big improvement uh, in their passing game. He's, he's going to be another another 1,000 yards for him. As long as they take care of the football, their offense is going to be one of the better ones in the NFC. NFC, sorry. And uh, on defense, they really still get after the quarterback. And they've got a really good defensive backfield, even after losing Tony Jefferson, which will sting. I think they're going to be able to 
mask that with good cornerback and good front seven rushing. So I think the Cardinals are a 9-10 to 10 win team. And I think the Seattle Seahawks is the obvious choice for number one here. They even get better by trading picks for Sheldon Richardson. So they've got like seven or eight names on defense. They're going to be, this defense is going to get them back. And I love what Simpson Lefko said this week that the Seattle defense hasn't been the same defense that won them the Super Bowl, <laughs> which I think is true. But now they are back. I mean, you have, you have stars at every level. So we'll see, you know, between Wright and Wagner and Richardson and A. Averill and uh, Jaron Reed, and then all, and that's just the front seven. Their D-backs are where they shine. I think Russell Wilson, as long as he takes care of the football, he seems like he's in better shape this year. But if he takes care of the football, I think they have enough play from the running back. Their receivers look like to, to be lacking, so I think Jimmy Graham's going to have to come up big this year. But their defense anchors them, and I think they just they they win the division with about twelve wins, and uh, possibly get the other bye. <coughs> All right, so my playoff predictions. I think the Patriots are the obvious choice from the AFC. Um, even if they're going to lose this week one game to the Chiefs, I still think uh, throughout the course of the year they're going to figure out a way to get back. Um, everyone's picking them, which I think you know it, it stinks to pick that. I think the Browns with the two seed, you know, maybe someone will need to upset them, uh, upset the Patriots, so the Browns get to host the AFC Championship game. So, you know, so that'll have to be the thing. No, I mean. Uh, I, I will not pick the Steelers to win the Super Bowl, but I think... Okay, well, before I pick my Super Bowl picks, my two wild cards are mean. So I'll got the Steelers winning the division, Patriots, Titans. I got the Chiefs and Raiders out of the West. And then my last wild card, I'm not going to give it to the Ravens, not going to give it to the Dolphins, not going to give it to the Texans. I'm going to give it to the Chargers. I'm going to say double up in the AFC West for the wild card spots. And I think out of the AFC... Yeah, the Patriots are... I'm not going to make it stupid. The Patriots are going to come out of the AFC. In the NFC, I've got the Packers, I've got the Giants, I've got the Buccaneers, and I've got the Seahawks. And I think the two other playoff teams out of there are the Falcons and the Cardinals. I think... Um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good... Pretty good... Uh, Good pick there. That there, those are going to be a lot of birds in the playoffs this year, and I think out of the NFC, not going to see the Bucks or the Falcons. I don't think they're there yet. Could see the Giants. I don't think the Cardinals are going to take that. So I think this this one's a toss-up. Do the Giants have one of those years again? No, I don't think so. I don't think they have one of those years where I think they're going to get a little unlucky. I think this is finally. The, the number 12 Super Bowl. We, I finally, we finally get Packers-Patriots. Uh, and then I think in the Super Bowl, I, you know, I, I, want, I want to pick the Seahawks, but I, I just think it's gonna, we're finally going to get that Rodgers-Brady Super Bowl. And I think Rodgers, I think he's going to, I think they're going to have enough. No, no, the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. They're going to win back-to-back. -back. It's going to be tough. But I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. And Tom Brady's going to win the Super Bowl MVP. And they're going to keep on playing. And he's not going to ride off into the sunset until he dies. Okay, so awards time. I think the MVP of the Super Bowl will be Tom Brady. I think the MVP of the regular season 
will be Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to have an awesome year. Um, <clears throat> rookie of the year. You know, I want to go a lot of different directions because I think the running backs are going to be awesome. Uh, a little off-the-wall pick is Kareem Hunt. I want to pick the Toledo Rocket big time because uh, I'm, I'm liking the, the action he's getting in the first half here. But uh, we'll see. I think... Uh, I think Christian McCaffrey is going to get a lot of yards. I think Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette are going to be leaned on a lot. Um, I think Kareem Hunt's team is going to be in the playoffs, though. And if he is 11 to 1,200 yards and in the playoffs, I think that's going to be a big difference. So Kareem Hunt, I have for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Defensive Rookie of the Year, I'm just going to be a homer and pick uh, Miles Garrett. Uh, I mean, I could pick Deshaun Kaiser to be the Rookie of the Year, too, if the Browns win six games, I mean, hey, and he's the quarterback, that would be pretty awesome, but I'd, I think they give it to a running back on a winning team over over Kaiser. Uh, most improved player, you know, this could go a lot of ways, but uh, I guess, you know, you know what I want to put it as? The breakout player, uh, because improved, you know, is usually the guy that, like, he missed last season because of injury, so that's, that's not really a fun one. But uh, most improved player, I, I think Amari Cooper is going to set up to be one of the best wide receivers in football this year. I think he's 90-plus catches, 1,200 yards. You're going to see just an absolute stud receiver in him. I think he's got all the, the talent in the world to be that next star receiver. Defensive player of the year. If J.J. Watt's healthy, he's the guy. I know it's like a boring pick. But now we finally get to see their front seven play all together because, you know, at early on, Jadavion Clowney was injured and uh, wasn't really participating and wasn't really the threat he was. Then J.J. Watt got hurt and Clowney really stepped up and became a pro bowler. I really want to see them all play together. Von Miller is the best defensive player. Maybe, maybe Khalil Mack, you know, those guys are right, like one and two is the best defensive players in football. Uh, but... You know, I'll go with Watt. I'll say Watt has a bounce back year, ends up getting like 18, 19 sacks, uh, and the Texans just have a really good defense overall. Oh, man, but it's really hard for me to not pick Khalil Mack. I'll go with Khalil Mack. I like the Mack, Mack daddy, you know, the Buffalo, the Buffalo native, and I think he's going to do really well. All right, so that's my NFL prediction. Uh, for the season, I think, uh, oh man, that was an hour long. I didn't I didn't expect that to be a whole hour long. I think this is going to be a great year in the NFL. I think this, this first game is pretty tight so far. We'll see how this ends. But I think usually that first game is a good omen or a bad omen, you know, depending on how it goes. I'm going to do a quick top five. My top five football phrases. All right, this one's this this is a really fun one, so I want to do this really quickly before we go. Number five, low center of gravity. That really just means <clears throat> the guy is stout, short, and has a big butt. Like <clears throat> low center of gravity. Anytime you're evaluating these players, and John Gruden comes on TV, or Chris Chris Collinsworth, or any of these former players or coaches, and the low center of gravity is a, a good one for me. It just means he's a short running back or a stout offensive lineman, defensive lineman. It's really a fun phrase. Number four, uh, I like when play, they use athletic or raw 
and height, weight, speed is one that Mike Mayock uses. Uh, when you hear that term, you usually just hear like a black receiver. I feel like that's just their ways of like tiptoeing around. The guy hasn't played a lot, but he's super athletic, you know, and he's raw. I think that's a, a way to dance around it. But trailing right after that is my number three. Anytime you hear gritty or gym rat or coach's son or first in, last out, I'm like, you're describing a white wide receiver. It's 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 funny how they go completely opposite with that. It's like, can we not just say Cooper Cut is Cooper Cup is gritty because you don't know anything about him and he comes out of eastern Washington and he's got blonde hair? Like, come on, let's 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 do a little more work there. <clears throat> My number two is game speed. Uh, it's great. Joe Hayden, he did a four six forty, but he's got good game speed. You know, a lot of these receivers, Jarvis Landry's got good game speed. I know those are the best examples of game speed, but a lot of times these guys like to use game speed as an example for guys that don't run good 40s but are going to do fine in the NFL. It doesn't always work out like that for you know for guys like Joe Hayden and Jarvis Landry. Well, game speed is another fun uh, word you'll hear this year from uh, NFL evaluators. And number one, and this is obviously my number one, is loves the game. Oh, he loves playing and stuff like that. You know, he loves football. He's just he's born to be on the field. As a Browns fan, I can appreciate that because not everybody wants to play for the Browns. So if you can get a guy who either likes the Browns or loves football, I think that's really important because not everybody wants to stay in Cleveland. And I get that. That's totally fine. You know, I, I don't blame you for not wanting to play your entire career in Cleveland, Ohio. But you know what? That's why the Browns, you need to look for, like, high-character guys or loves football or is, like, a Cleveland native. Like, those are some of the guys, those are the things that Cleveland fans have to worry about that New England fans don't have to worry about or Miami fans don't have to worry about because players will come there and play, you know, happily. So not everyone will go to Cleveland and play happily. So when I sound a little crazy during draft season because I'm talking about, you know, oh, who would be a good pick for Cleveland and stuff like that, that does matter when you have to think about it. So anyway, that's my top five football phrases. In my final segment of the week, I'm going to do a quick one-minute movie review starting right now of The Replacements. It is my favorite football movie. It's possibly my favorite sports movie. I have a lot of good sports movies. I'll do another top five of sports movies maybe next month when all Cleveland teams are going to be playing at the same time. That'll be a good time to do that. The Replacements. Sugar... Shane Falco, Footsteps Falco, a retired, disgraced, former college football player who never got the chance in the NFL, and when he did, he should have been holding the clipboard instead of getting sacked all around him. His teammates leaned on him, and he crumbled. But he's getting a second shot with the Washington Sentinels. There's a player strike, and they need replacement scrub players to come in and help the Sentinels make the playoffs. Gene Hackman comes in as the head coach who was also previously fired by the Washington regime, comes in, asks for Shane Falco to give him all that he's got and a second chance in the NFL, not even to be a longtime player, but had a better reputation. It is a good love story. It's got good comedy. It is Keanu Reeves at his finest. If you haven't seen The Replacements, you haven't seen good football movies. And if you think it's a corny movie, Shut up. You're wrong. Like, it's it's a great movie. I love The Replacements. So that's that. The Replacements, 10.0 out of 
like you know 30.0 out of 10.0. I, I I can't say enough about their placements. But anyway, that's my show for the week. Hope you guys had fun listening, and uh, I, I I'm having a blast doing this podcast. My 20th episode. I gotta get in touch with my buddy TJ Cooney, who's gonna help me get onto iTunes. But for now, I'm on SoundCloud. I'm loving this podcast. Hope everyone has a great NFL season. Comment on this if uh, you what what you know whether it's on SoundCloud or Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. Comment. Let's get the talk going on your NFL predictions for this season. Uh, I can't wait. I'm really excited for college football too to be back. We did that last week. We did a little bit of touch up, but yeah, really pumped for football to be back. All right, guys. See you next week.